Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right. Yeah, I know. This is Dumpty Dum, sponsored by managers. <laughs> Look to Treble's going. She's gone. Dum-de-dum, a podcast about the archers and the goings-on of Ambridge. It's P&Q here, Philippa Hall, wearing my figure-hugging bodice. And Quentin Rayner, in tights and a tunic above the knee. Control yourself, P. (laughs) And rolling in like velvet puddings as you lot, our lovely dum-de-dummers, bringing that extra extra to our proceedings. This week's gorgeous, extraordinary Christmassy tune. It is. It's wonderful. It's from R. Stephen. That should be that should be a Christmas number one. I think. I think it's yeah. played every, every year, like uh, you know all the other classics. Brilliant, Stephen. Thank you. Yeah, very very good. Plus, we're lucky enough to hear thoughts from Rob Glynn, Jacqueline from Brittany, Catherine, Claire from Clapham, Jen, our Ambridge Pony Club, Witherspoon, Cheryl from Cornwall, a non of Ambridge, and another festive tune at the end. This time from Mia. Plus, tweet of the week, Facebook roundup, predictions for next week, another dumdy book dumb item. 
Marvellous, my goodness. So, Quentin, Merry Christmas. How was yes. your day? Happy Christmas to you, because we're recording this on Boxing Day, aren't we? We are. Hot off the omnibus. Apologies for the sniffing. Uh, it's, I've got a stinking head cold. So uh, so that that's, was my gift from this, uh, I was going to say, COVID world of ours. I have been testing negative, don't worry, but uh, fingers crossed it remains negative. Anyway, apart from that boring stuff, uh, no, it's been lovely. We've heard, got all the brood with us, all three with us which is nice i mean we're originally like many others going to have about 13 here but it, it was whittled mm. down because of circumstances it was lovely having them here um most unusual present i i was unwrapping something from my wife and i genuinely thought it was a sort of piece of art and I, I didn't know what it was and as i pulled it out of the wrapping paper she said it's a guillotine <laughs> what <laughs> what's she suggesting um it's a very clever little device that uh, allows you to put a, a log in the top and you just whack it with a mallet or the back end of an axe and it splits the logs. Um, oh, I so see. Um, I was just about to put it on the mantelpiece. Uh, and in fact, it should be um, next to the logs. So that was the alarmingly interesting and useful present. Uh, but the kids have also got us uh, an overnight stay. At a, at a spa, which is very sweet of them. So there mm. you go. I, I was concerned that the was going to be a two-day marriage guidance <laughs> counselling course, but uh, <laughs> thankfully it's it's overnight at a spa, which is lovely. How, how about you? Yes, well, I think our, our version of Christmas would um, bring you out in a nervous rash, Quentin, because we all wore matching pyjamas oh, yesterday. You're, you're one morning. of that lot, are you? Oh, yeah, dear. yes, did, we are. Did you then post... I was going to say annoying photos, but lovely photos of the family. <laughs> no, we didn't actually, because nobody needs to see me in pyjamas, that's for sure. But for the first time ever, so 6am, I was awake, I was up, I washed my hair, I was ready. And then nobody else was getting up. And I was just pacing back, trying to make as much noise increasingly as possible. <laughs> and in the end, at 8am, I had to go into my children and wake them up. I was like, come on, <laughs> it's Christmas Day. So God. that just shows they, they, they're growing up, aren't they? It's, um... I remember as a kid, I, I was awake at 2, 3 in the morning. I couldn't wait for it. I was so yes, excited. Exactly. Kids of today, eh? Kids of today. Oh, oh dear. But Parents never... waking them up on Christmas morning. What's going on? I know, something wrong there. But Quentin, we, we have presents to open live on air. I'm sure this is going to be fascinating for everyone. But uh, Quentin, I sent you a couple of gifts. Do you have them to open? I do. I do. <laughs> Dear listener, if you, if you work with Philippa, she's fantastically organised. Um, I'm her own admission, she's a bit of a control freak. Yes. And these packages come with instructions. On the bottom it says, see reverse. And on the front it says, do not open until instructed. God. That's because I sent them at the same time as the pickled eggs. You so did? I, yeah. So Go on, open. Am I instructed to open the first? You are. Can I just say these are not expensive items? No. But, They're uh, not going to be a guillotine, are they? No, definitely not. Gosh, that's very loud unwrapping. Oh, so it's in my ears. I'll take it away from the mic. Yes, my goodness. Oh, you're kidding. <laughs> Brilliant. Yes, multi biscuits brew. Taste there like you go. Biscuit. Ah, these are the See? ones you swear by. Yes, so I, I shall... sent Quentin the box of the biscuit brew tea bag. I shall look forward to those because <laughs> uh, I've been very sniffy about those, haven't I? You have, and yes. Will... So you have oh. them with milk as a normal cup of tea. All right. Yes, just treat it as a normal tea well, bag. Well, when my full taste buds are restored, I shall report back, yes? <laughs> yeah, go on. And then go on, open the other one. Or, or should, should you? I'll, I'll open yours first. And you can open my yes, right. okay. okay. This equally has uh, 
instructions, see reverse. <laughs> Do not open until instructed in great big capital letters. But here we go. <laughs> oh, loud opening again. <laughs> You should have bought softer paper. I do apologise. I didn't know you could hold it right by the no, microphone. I'm miles away. Hello. <laughs> Go to the, the house next door and open it. I shouldn't have wrapped it in parchment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a book about the archers. Yeah. With the price still on, uh, the archers <laughs> misled uh, the first official trivia collection from Britain's best love radio drama. From so it, I did... Toy. Thank you. I did get it second hand. I I can't find new ones of those. It's in so pristine condition. Yes. Thank you. Exactly. And I found it to be my best best reference guide. So there you go. You can never again say you can't remember something. There will be tests. So it covers the whole gamut of the Ambr- of Ambridge, does it? Well, it's just lots of fascinating facts. Oh, there's a map. Things. One of your lovely th- you love maps, don't you? Yes. You're right. Uh uh so well, Merry for, Christmas. And it's Merry Christmas. Thank you. And it's got some recipes in as well. All right. Thank you very much. Ooh, lovely. Thank you very much. Right. I shall treasure those. Thank you. Right. Um, <laughs> can I open mine now? Yeah, you can. Um, right. Here we go. There's, you use as much sellotape as I do, which is basically quite a lot. So I'll just try and... Yeah. Um, oh, <laughs> you've written a note as well. You call me a control freak. Card included as well. At the bottom, yeah. Yes. Thank you. I shall... Do, do I open the card later? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. This is brilliant. So what Quentin has bought me is a calendar uh, and no less than the Star Trek <laughs> official 2022 calendar. Oh, this looks really good. The original series. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Very, thank you, Quentin. That is wonderful. Uh, yes, and I'm sure Mia... God's called Mir would approve of that as well. Yeah, absolutely. I just have to add one caveat. You were that close, that close to me getting you a calendar of the football or Jack Grealish. Oh, no. I picked it up. I'm going to send her a joke present. And as I went to the, I was about to pay for it. And I saw the Star Trek one. I thought, well, if I buy her the Jack Grealish one, I think the joke's going to wear off by March and she'll take it down from the wall. So I got you the Star Trek one. So you were spared a footballing calendar. Well, I'm very grateful to whoever positioned the Star Trek calendar <laughs> near the checkout. Thank you very much. <laughs> Merry oh, Christmas, anyway. Thank you. Yeah, Merry <laughs> Christmas, Quentin. That's very kind. So, Quentin, hmm. since you've been given time off for good behaviour, apparently, yeah. instead of your slick and witty script, which is then very badly acted by me, just for the Christmas and New Year episodes, we're taking a slightly different approach, more relaxed approach, and are relying, oh dear, on our brain cells to cover <laughs> what's gone on in Ambridge this week. So I've got the blurb that the BBC put out before each episode, so I thought we'll start with that and then, and then see where we go. So... Sunday, Quentin, the, the the BBC's headline was Linda Seeks Divine Justice While Usha's Not Feeling the Christmas Vibe. Any thoughts? Well, yes. I mean, I, I mean, essentially, poor old Alan was sent to Coventry, wasn't he? By Usha. Yes, he um, was. I don't know what got into that woman. I mean, God. We haven't heard from her for years, and she's just off on one. And well, we've what? got a lot of calls. We mustn't. All we right, mustn't get right. onto okay. that yet. Let's uh, just. All right. So yeah. she sends. She sends Alan to Coventry because she thinks he's not paying her enough attention and too preoccupied with his boring speech to the she of benevolence. What's it? Yes. And then and there was. Then they were sussing out who'd scuppered exactly their claim yes. to Brookfield. Turned out to be Evangeline, didn't it? In the end? It did. Yeah. Hillary Noakes. 
Yes, it wasn't Rex. I was quite sad that my yeah. prediction failed yet Rex. again, but never Rex. mind. So that was Sunday. Then Monday, the blurb line was, Susan's got the green eye and Amy recounts some home truths. I think she only recounted one home truth, That's I've got to say. I don't think they were plural, but go on. Yeah. What, what can you say about that one? Uh it's it's uh, the clash of the kings wasn't it susan and um yes. uh, green eye about uh, lily's costume um i've got a note here saying a curtain call for susan yeah she was uh, uh, very good but uh, she yeah. was she was dreadful as well wasn't she susan the way she just was trying to exploit she was, but don't no we're not going uh, on to I know, hold I know. on <laughs> Can't help myself. Um, <laughs> and also monday doesn't even well also monday of course alice was back wasn't she? Yes. Uh, well, Amy? that was that was. I think Amy was recounting the home truths to Alice, which was that, what that was. What that was. Well, the, there was only one home truth because Alice was all like, "Oh, it's going to be lovely with Rory and happily oh, yes. families, and yes. it's going to yes. be back to normal." Yes. And Amy was like, "It may not be as not. easy." Yes. 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 Um, and uh, yes, Amy didn't understand why a reindeer was called Randall and, and all of that. And yet Susan was jealous of the outfit, but also the fact that Lily's going to be on the horse when Susan didn't want to be on the horse and was relieved. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the whole week was quite strange. I, think. I strange. felt everyone had lost the plot a bit. But anyway, um, so Tuesday, Oliver offers words of wisdom and Clary's not got time to talk. I thought, yeah, Oliver was lovely, wasn't he? The way he, he yes. found Kirsty asleep on the job. I know. Oh my goodness. Um, but understood immediately that she was knackered by Linda and just gave us some lovely uh, life advice and offered to set up the Oliver Awards, which I thought was he's he's he's, he's right up there. He's ascending all the time. He's like the star in the heavens. He is Oliver. Yes, L- three, like three, Larry. The three wise women should follow him definitely. Clary is exhausted. Oh God put upon yes um, and we this obsession with early Christmas presents in last week we had early festive socks for Alice uh, yeah for with, with, with puddings and then we had early grumpy sweater from Amy to Alan wait till Christmas okay that's Tuesday was that Tuesday <laughs> Tuesday. Yeah, that's Tuesday. You got you got feelings about early Christmas presents, haven't you, Quentin? Um, well, Share with yeah. the group. Well, I mean, it's, it's not. I give them to people who are miles away, but these are people down the road. You know. Anyway. <laughs> True. Okay. Yeah. So Wednesday, Jazz has got stage fright, and Susan's kindness knows no bounds. Well, what, what Jazz didn't kind? have stage fright. He he was go- Lily was going on about his speaking voice the quality of his speaking voice but he didn't have stage fright did he I don't know no he was was, um, was about his enunciation yes exactly well how was Clary uh, sorry how was Susan kind I didn't hear a kind Susan well because she allowed Lily to choose the bodice no she wanted her to to now. oh exactly but so Lily thought Susan was being kind in that episode these headlines are a bit strange yeah they're a bit misleading aren't they yes you know we need deep-seated analysis like you get on Dumpty Dum to look to tear through these that's probably why they do that then people know they have to tune in to Dumpty Dum um, and Thursdays is someone comes knocking for Alan and opportunity knocks for one of the stars of the mysteries well that's Usha returning isn't it uh, it from, is from yes we'll talk more about that yeah. later and yes what about the opportunity what? knocks who's that it's got to be the donkey surely 
Well, the donkey got another part. They've lost so, the donkey. They've exactly. Lost Opportunity knocked for one of the stars of the mysteries. It, the donkey's got a, a bigger off, a bigger and better offer elsewhere. At so it's Felpersham on. Cathedral, which raises yes. the question: I never knew Felpersham had a cathedral. How big is Felpersham? <laughs> well, Felpersham's fairly well. Uh, well, yeah, it have it, a cathedral. Well, some of our towns here have cathedrals and they're not cities. So well, it's I mean, I, I'm in possible. Southall in Nottinghamshire and we have our minster, which is a cathedral. So yes. I suppose I've, I've disproved my point. Shall we, shall we move on? Well, that, well I think we, we've, we've covered everything, hopefully. I, I think that's your archers in a nutshell and yes. uh, there's nothing more to say. Goodbye. <laughs> but, Quentin, I do look forward to you writing the, what, what happened again. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll just do it's, next week's like this, and then we'll go back to it. It'd be nice having a couple of weeks off. I I'm sure, I'm sure. <laughs> um, anyway, but this is a Christmas special episode, and where would a Christmas special be without a quiz? We are thrilled to have Kate Crichton join us with the Christmas quiz for Dum Dum. Kate is the queen of Friday tweet-alongs, because when the number of episodes were reduced last year, Kate stepped in and developed a quiz every week on Twitter to fill the gap. So here is part one of today's quiz. So we are very lucky to have the one and only Kate Crichton, the master of the quiz on Twitter. Kate, thank you so much for joining us. You are so welcome. And I, honestly, I'm so chuffed to be in Dumpty Dum. I can't believe it. <laughs> You are the quiz master of all quiz masters. You, I mean, let's start with the archers. You clearly have a love of the archers. I've been following the archers for, well, since 1988. Um, and it's just great fun. And I, I feel that it's a real community and I'm part of it. And it's just, it's great fun. Because um, Kate, um, I mean, spreadsheets obviously feature, I think, in Roy's life big time. But I think they uh, feature on this quiz big time they have to feature in the quiz big time yes when it started i could just write questions and answers off the top of my head and that was fine um but i hadn't really thought past about four weeks worth and then i realized mm -hmm. i was having to be more organized so yes now i've got a spreadsheet so i've got every question every answer i can tell you every date it went out Amazing. um wow. and i've got questions yet to be asked oh. um because you, you have to provide a range of questions, don't you, for the knowledge that people have, because um, numpties like me oh, need yes. simple questions, but someone like Brenda Selwyn needs something really, really complicated. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that, that's an, a good question. It's, it's easy if you know it. It's, it's not easy if you don't know it. And people started listening at different times. So what are your sources? How do you find the questions? I started by going through on... On the BBC website, they, they produce a synopsis of every episode. So I was dipping in and out of these and I, I sort of I worked my way through a year's worth of these, then another year's worth. Then actually the BBC sent me a whole lot of synopsis on a Word document. So that made it a lot easier. But these the quiz started for a very specific reason, didn't it, Kate? It did, it did. It's when the first national UK lockdown started... It, very soon, very quickly, um, BBC realised they were going to run out of Archer's episodes, so they started mm. rationing them. <laughs> so we went from six episodes a week down to four, I think, mm. pretty early on. So when the Friday cliffhanger, when that went, the, the all the tweet-alongers were distraught, saying, well, what are we going to do when a Friday comes? <laughs> and uh, Rich, Rich Cuts... 
um, said, oh, we'll have a thing called Ambridge Social. And, oh, that's a good idea. Um, and then somebody else said, well, what will we do on it? And somebody else said, oh, we'll need a quiz. And then somebody else said, oh, I'll do a quiz. And here it was me. I'd said that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'd sort of jump into things. Um, well, it seemed a good idea at the time. That, that was March 2020. So, so, Kate, are you desperate for the Friday episode to return? In, in some ways, it'll, it'll be quite a relief. Um, yes. it, I mean, I, I've really, really enjoyed this. I've really enjoyed the sort of social contact of it all, even though I don't know any of these people. I've never met them. Some of them, I don't know if they're men or women or anything about them. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, it doesn't matter. I think um, social mixing has, has come to a new level since yeah. COVID started. Kate, we've got to get down to basics. Before sure. we do the quiz, favourite character? Oh, oh, thank you for asking this. My favourite character is Shula. Oh, and Shula gets... Shula! <laughs> Controversial. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Shula gets a lot of bad press and I want, <laughs> I want to address that balance here. Shula is the most brilliant character she's a character that Dostoevsky would have been proud of because she she's so <laughs> subtle she's she's deep she's terribly flawed she's as a literary creation she is magnificent and beautifully acted yeah mm. anyway we need to we need to park Shula for a moment if we can <laughs> and get on you have designed us a wonderful Christmas quiz Kate which is fantastic I have 10 Christmas themed questions yes that is fantastic. How terrifying. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, can you give us the first five? Okay. Right. Ready for this? Yes. Number one. As Christmas approaches, what event normally draws crowds to Grange Farm? Just say that again. Thank you. And as Christmas approaches, what event normally draws the crowds to Grange Farm? Okay. Mm -hmm. Number two. Who turned 51 on Christmas Eve? Somebody turned 51 on Christmas Eve. Who was it? Philippa. <laughs> no. Oh, no, not, no. Not quite. Not, not quite. No. Not quite. I can't even remember Number 51. three. Right, okay. <laughs> Go on, Kate. Sorry, number three. Number three. Which character made a welcome return to Ambridge on Christmas Eve 2015? Mm. Christmas Eve 2015, which character made a welcome return to Ambridge? Thank you. And number four? Number four. Which couple got married on Christmas Eve 1998? Um, so some of these are going back a bit. It was like last century, wasn't it? Oh, I'm struggling now. Right, OK. <laughs> Do you want to just repeat that one, Kate? Christmas Eve 1998, which couple got married? Lovely. And question number five? Number five. In what way was Christmas 2015 memorable for Brookfield? So that's Christmas 2015. In what way was that memorable for Brookfield? Splendid. Well, that's the top, the first five questions. And then a little bit later, we'll be doing the second lot of five questions with the answers at the end of this podcast. So you have to keep listening to find out the answers. The, what I'm thinking, though, Kate, is that... For me, 2015 sounds like a month ago, but I think it's actually a bit longer than that. I know, it's funny, time sort of telescopes, doesn't it, in Ambridge? <laughs> it does. Yeah. 
actually, you know, there's more than one question that relates to 2015. It must have been a year of big happenings in Ambridge. Oh, yes, that's true, that's true. Mm. I I, I struggle to remember who Hazel was, so... I can't remember 2015. Right, I think I've got... I've got I've got some more recent ones as well. Philip, I do wish that... um, your Christmas present that you had give, had given me an early Christmas present. In other words, your book, <laughs> The Archer's Miscellany. I could have read it before attempting Kate's quiz, but uh, oh. you, you'll hear how well I did later on. <laughs> well, we'll be back soon with the next part of the quiz, but let's get to some calls to find out what you, our fabulous Dumpty Dummers, made of the week. Hello, Ambridge 3962. And first of all, we have Glyn, who's been thinking about the friendships of Ruth. Hello, Dumpty Dum. It's Glyn here. First, to all Dumpty Dummers everywhere, a happy Christmas. Or if you're celebrating another festival, may that be joyful. Or simply have a happy holidays. And particular thanks to Philippa, Quentin and all all members of the Dumpty Dum team for keeping the podcast going through this trying of times and may we have many more episodes of Dumpty Dum in years to come. Turning to the archers and the question about uh, what's happening with Stella. Um, During the monologues we got to know the inner thoughts of a number of characters and that was possibly the one upside of that period. One character we never heard a monologue from was Ruth. So we never got to hear any of her thoughts about the state of her life, the state of her relationship with David and so on. And one way of getting to hear those thoughts would be through her talking to a friend. And for whatever reason, Usha has been largely absent from the village for a while, or absent from the archers anyway. So I wonder whether what we're seeing at the moment, uh, the story with Usha and Alan is... That's a way of sort of maybe moving both of them out of the village, or at least Usha out of the village. Ruth needs another friend. Stella is on the scene. And we're being introduced to this new friendship so that, so that Ruth can let us know what she thinks about, uh, about life and possibly the status of her relationship with, uh, with David. And uh, maybe... <laughs> Philip will get uh, what she uh, desires and a little bit of uh, an illicit relationship, but Stella and David, once Stella knows the secrets. Mm. Thank you all. Stay safe. Well, well mm-hmm. happy Christmas to you, Glyn. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, thank you for your constant support of this uh, podcast. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Glyn. Uh, Glyn's trying to give you the illicit relationship that you want, Philippa. Yes. Um, Marvellous. But we reckon Stella's got eyes for Ruth but we don't know if Ruth got eyes for Stella I was wondering who else could or would or might Stella fancy and I suddenly thought how about Amy that might be an interesting dynamic you never never know interesting well Well, Amy sounded a bit more animated this week wasn't she with her grumpy sweater she suddenly came alive so (sighs) she suddenly found a little flicker of personality (sighs) so that's I'm lobbing that in Okay. As as a potential source of, of illicitness to satisfy your desires, Philippa. <laughs> um, but you, 
do you know, he's right. Those monologues, you thought everybody got to go, but not everybody did. And he's quite right. Ruth, a major character. (laughs) No monologue. Um, I was thinking about the monologues the other day, and I have to say the worst was Adam with Xander. (laughs) I just... I still cringe listening. Oh, God, that was terrible. I don't know, David's with the lasagna. Uh, Adam Adam took it to a new low. Um, But I think the best one and was superbly acted was Susan's. I thought he really got an insight into her character. I thought it was a brilliant bit of acting. I've Um, tried to block a lot of the monologues or monologues out of my mind because... Some stuck there, didn't they? Suffering PTSD from them, I think. (laughs) We didn't have a Helen one, did we? Thank goodness. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But uh, some were outstanding. I mean, Debbie's was good, of course. Uh, But I thought Susan's was was the best. I I can still remember it. It was that good. Um, So uh, she needs a new friend, Ruth. Uh, our Glenn reckons. Yeah, so I was thinking about friendships, and yeah, Glenn, Merry Christmas to you, and and thank you so much, as Quentin said, for your for your support. But friendship, the friendship of Alice and Amy, worried me this week when Amy said, "Oh, Alice, you've got my bags." I thought, "Oh my goodness, there's some bottles in that bag." I was oh. concerned. Why else would they mention it? Um, and Alice was having hot chocolate when they when they were speaking. The, Oh, she's Alice is suddenly sounding very happy. I was concerned what was in the hot chocolate. I'm just concerned about Alice. And as we've already said, this this idea of hers that Rory will come back and it'll all be back to normal. On what planet, Alice, will that happen? It shows she's completely uh I was going to yes, she's she's not really um Delusion. in the moment. Delusion delusional, I think is the one. Yeah, yeah, she's completely away with the fairies, is what I was going to say. The Christmas fairies. <laughs> A bit, a bit like you at this time of year, yes. Thanks very much. Thank you. Anyway, Glenn, thank you for your call. And now we go to Rob, who has concerns about someone in Ambridge. Hello there, Philippa, Quentin and all the other dumpty dummers all around the world. Hope everybody's having a good time in the run-up to Christmas. There's a lot of comment going on about the removal of the blinkers from Blake's eyes and the conclusion coming of the story concerning modern-day slavery. Some people are glad it's coming to an end while regretting the imminent departure of Blake, if indeed he does actually leave, which I'm not 100% convinced about. He's had a much more sympathetic start to his life in Ambridge than, say, former car thief, marijuana grower and ketamine abuser Jazza McCreary. And look how he's settled into everybody's good books. My guess is that he's in most people's list of top five favourite characters. Imagine how well thought of Blake would be in 20 years' time. But whether Blake goes for good or comes back to stay, the slavery storyline surely can't be forgotten just yet. Not when there is someone who more and more people in the village are abusing without a backward glance. The most unpleasant and arduous tasks are being put upon them with not a thought of rest or recompense. They're making their life a misery without passing so much as a brass farthing over. I mean, of course, poor old Clary Grundy. She's just come from a stint plucking and gutting a literal shed load of turkeys. Like Quentin, I've had some experience of that particular process. Incidentally, my least favourite part was having to keep dragging the dog's head out of the gut bucket, especially when he felt the need to have a good shake afterwards. Everyone was up in arms when Blake thought he was being well treated by getting a PlayStation. Clary only got a radio. Can you imagine it? Most people have seen the state of a plasterer's or a painter's radio. Imagine a turkey gutter's. 
She also has to bake mountains of cakes for Eddie to sell, and all the while being the only one seemingly having a regular job in that family. And now we have the Ambridge Kubrick deciding that she can make costumes for the entire village in about three days. But there's no need to rush and tell her. She can quite happily sit all night going blind like a 16th century lace maker. Won't someone rescue Clary before Victoria has a meeting with Eddie? Well, hope everybody has a good Christmas, whatever your beliefs or things. See you soon. Bye now. Oh, thanks, Rob. Yes, and um, festive greetings to to you too. Carrie was so subservient, wasn't she? And she said she'd been up at 4am and Eddie was still asleep. No one else was sewing. I was very perplexed about using a duvet. I think they meant duvet covers, but I, I had visions of like these really thick feather duvets being used, which, yeah, I was just confused about that. And then I was thinking, is this going to be a new category in the Great British Sewing Bee? Make an emergency coat for a pots and pans salesman in the time of Jesus out of Hilda's old blanket. Cat hair included for free. I don't know. Am I just losing it completely, Quentin? Christmas does something to your head. I don't know. It addles addles your mind. Um, But a rich rich picture you've painted us. uh, well, I mean, Carrie being exploited and abused. I mean, she only made yes. 15 costumes overnight. <laughs> as well as doing the turkeys and the wreaths and working with the blueberry ripple yogurt. And oh my goodness, oh, no. the poor woman. I know. Um, and then uh, it, Rob said that she was completely trod upon. I mean, she was. I mean, mm. completely exploited. But um, she did by the end of the week was standing up to herself for herself wasn't she she was saying she's putting her foot down saying to susan that's it you're not getting any more costumes i'm not making another one for you i'm not going to make i you, don't you think so. oh, no she wasn't really standing up she was just well she didn't didn't cave did she i thought god don't make her another costume clary please and she didn't yeah but susan's a friend i think she's more likely to say something to her but she still has everything else. i mean the poor woman I, I just she must be exhausted. I completely agree with well, it awful. With, with Rob. It's um yeah. The man has an endless source of anecdotes about turkey plucking. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, I mean, I found it a pretty revolting experience. But I mean, Rob's experience was even worse by the sounds of it. Thank you for insight into your into your youth, Rob. Yes, absolutely brilliant. And now we go to Jacqueline from Brittany, who has feedback on the consumption of pickled eggs. Bonjour, you two and to all dum-de-dummers around the world. This is Jacqueline Berto from Sanguin in Brittany in France. I'm a long-term listener, and I discovered dum-de-dum on about episode three. I've been listening ever since. I'm also a long-term Patreon. I've always enjoyed the extra Patreon content, but this latest one was the best yet. I never thought that through the archers I'd end up seeing the inside of Quentin's mouth full of pickled eggs. <laughs> you presenters are rather like the archers' characters. Your voices in our heads, not real walking, talking humans. Well, now you are both very real for me. I know you have beams and false augers, and frankly, <laughs> It's worth the few dollars that it costs. I hope lots of other people profit from Patreon. Patreon, Patreonage of um, of Dumpty Dum. Let's hope 2022 is a happy and healthy one for everyone. Best wishes from me in France. 
And the same to you, Jacqueline. Uh, thank you for that lovely call. Apologies for my appalling table manners, but um, <laughs> if you see the video, you'll see why I had to uh, do that, to make a point, to prove a point to Philippa. And, um, well, we couldn't have a, a better patron of patrons, could we, really? Uh, no. to, to explain the value of, of, of that to this podcast. So, And she's been listening since episode three of Dumpty yeah, Dumpty. That is wonderful. And she's still here. I mean, how has she remained sane? It is. It's really kind of you, Jacqueline, to, to say that. And we just love that we're spreading, spreading the joy, even if it is us trying pickled eggs. I, I mean, I, just, you know, a serious moment. I'll be brief. There are quite a few costs involved with this podcast. And uh, you can just help supporters by going to patreon.com. You type in dumb tea dumb. Remember the tea there. There are different levels of support. And for $2 an episode, you get this extra content. And we're looking for new ideas and suggestions. So, patrons might be coming on uh, and, and recording some extra content with us if if they'd like. And uh, the latest episode, you don't need a pantomime when there's Patreon, uh, because there's the video of us trying pickled eggs in honour of Bert Fry. So Jacqueline, thank you so much and uh, a very Merry Christmas to you and your family. So now we need to go on and we've got Catherine, who is bewildered by Usha. Hello, everyone, and happy Christmas. This is Catherine here, ringing up on a, not ringing up, but you know, on a, what is it, Thursday morning. So I'm listening to The Archers, and I've just met Usha. Now, I only started listening during the uh, business with Helen and Rob, although I'd heard my mum listening to, oh, Nelson, what's-his-face, and all sorts of people from the past, so I vaguely knew some characters. But honestly, Usha has the most annoying voice she's so loud and sort of dramery she's obviously a, a stage actress but Christ just pipe down Usha so can't work out that story I'm sure all the rest of you think it's nuts that she's going off to see her much-loved brother in Coventry who's got a multimedia screening room to see some film that's three hours long honestly what a ridiculous idea and why her husband is bumbling along letting that happen just a strange marriage but honestly I've I'd be happy to get rid of her. She's very irritating. But my main beef with the Archers this week is a lack of assertiveness. So he's been sort of browbeaten into going for Christmas meal at two people's houses that he doesn't want to. Just say no. Honestly, ridiculous. And then other people who lack a little bit of assertion are um, Pat and Tony. He meant to ring up last week, but left it too late. Tony going, but I'm hungry, sounding like bloody Henry. But I'm hungry. They've eaten my lunch. That was so annoying. And they've just let um, Nasha and uh, what's-his-face move in. Also, what's happened with um, uh, one of Treks? Which one is it? Rex. And um, the house. Now, uh, thingy's died. <laughs> I'm really peaking today. And now Bert has died. He's sitting in that bungalow. And no one's told him when he's got to get out, and that's all got very quiet indeed. But everybody, just say no to things you don't want to do. No to being in the play. No to letting people live in your house. No to going to Christmas lunch with people you don't want to. No to your wife going to see her brother. Um, also, she might not be religious, obviously, but if she, even if she was just culturally Hindu, why is it such a big deal that she has to uh, spend Christmas with somebody? Um I don't get that at all. But Usha, honestly, how irritating is she? She can go back to being silent for the next five years. Have a lovely, lovely uh, week, everybody. 
Thank you, Catherine. Quite quite a few uh, issues there to, to address. Um, my goodness, you're you're not a fan of Usha. I, I liked having Usha back and she made me realise that that's why Alan is so boring now because he doesn't have uh, Usha there most of the time. At least she makes him interesting. Um, I mean, even Alex the Postman had noticed Usha's Christmas head garment. Is Alan the Grinch of Christmas? I don't know. And so worried about this speech. How many people are actually going to be at this dinner? I mean, in normal circumstances, probably a hundred maximum. These times, there's probably two people going to be there. I just don't. I don't get why he's so wound up about about this speech. It's pointless. Um, Rex, we have heard, is has to be out in the new year, so that will uh, that will be a, an interesting story. But um, I don't know. Were you impressed with the multimedia room, Quentin? Not really. No. No. <laughs> no. S- sitting watching a three-hour film. Going to Coventry to see it is not my idea of fun, to be honest. No. Um, uh, well, first of all, happy Christmas to to Catherine yes. as well, uh, whose uh, Christmas has been somewhat blighted this year, unfortunately, by COVID in her family. So uh, has, oh. hasn't all gone to plan. So we're sorry about that, Catherine. Yes. Um, a, a glorious journey once again, Catherine, through forgetting people's names. Wonderful. Nelson Watts' face. Yeah, that sort of thing. We love that. And Treks, we finally got there with Rex. That's <laughs> a shortcut to remembering people's names. Um, I just want to say yes, yes, yes to all your no, no, no's. I quite agree. Uh, I don't know what's come over people, that lack of assertiveness and inability to say, I don't want to do that. So um, there was that sort of Vicar of Dibley moment, wasn't there? When uh, Clarence yeah. and Susan were insisting that he come round and eat a meal with them. And he, it, I mean, Nick, that storyline, didn't it? Shamelessly. But yes, uh, um, too much. And I'm with you on, on Usha. I mean, you, you've been very kind to Usha, really, Philippa. Rachel Patworth got it right uh, on, on Twitter at Green and Tidy. She said, Usha's back. At least I think it's Usha. She appears to have transmogrified into a total ass. No wonder Ruth's moved Stella to the top of her friends list. Here, here, oh. Rachel. Yeah, she no, was awful. She was, no, she was just fed up with Alan. But the well, whole it's week Christmas. was on. A vicar's, I, a vicar is busy at Christmas. Why is she I so bloody surprised? I have to apologise, though, to everyone, because last week I said it was Kerry Davis because he'd said he'd written Christmas week. So I thought this was Christmas week. But, of course, no, he's written next week. So I think next week will make a lot more sense. This week was just one of those. Everyone's lost the plot. It, yeah, but she's a vicar's wife. Busy. She knows he's really busy at Christmas. Yeah, but he was just being awful, so no, fixated wasn't. on this pointless dinner. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah. To be fair to the man, he's not normally having to make this speech at Christmas. It's a punishment from the bishop, so he's preoccupied <laughs> to save face and not upset anybody. But uh, no, Usha was that. No, she was not. She was out. out no, no, no. Unacceptable We've got more calls on that and we've got more calls in a moment. But if you're listening to this thinking, I'd like to record a message and I'm wondering how to do it, here's how. Yes, please. If you go to speakpipe.com slash dumpty dum, that's speakpipe.com forward slash dumpty dum. Don't forget that T in the middle of dumpty dum. You can record your call there. It takes you straight there. It's the quickest way. Do have a look at our pinned tweet also on the Dumpty Dum Twitter account for all the details of how to leave us a message. And of course, we're also very, very, very grateful if you could leave us a lovely review on Apple Podcasts. And I have to say a majorly huge thank you to Jezebel for your 
wonderful review. It really meant a lot. So thank you very, very much indeed. Um, and now we return to the fabulous quiz for the second part. Are you ready for this, Quentin? Uh, I cannot wait for the public humiliation. Yes, go. <laughs> so, Kate, you're back with the second lot of five questions of your Christmas quiz. So the first question you've got, or question number six, is... Okay, question number six. Whose wedding planned for Christmas 2017 did not happen? So it's a wedding that didn't happen. Christmas 2017. Whose wedding? And question number seven... Question number seven. Why was Christmas 2020 spoiled for Kirsty? <laughs> That's quite recent. It is. Yeah, Quentin, you've got that one, surely. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pretty sure I've got that one. Well pretty done. Sure. Well uh, done. Question eight then, Kate. Question eight. Toby and Rex's first Ambridge Enterprise had a Christmas theme. What was it? Okay, Toby and Rex. Oh, yes, 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 I've got that. that. First Ambridge Enterprise, it had a Christmas theme. What was the Christmas theme? Uh, Number nine. Number nine. What was the unusual feature about the outfits for the 2015 Christmas show? The, (laughs) The 2015 Christmas show, what was the unusual feature about the outfits? You'll know that if you think about it. Why are you chuckling, Philip? She knows that. I don't know. The great question. Okay, and number number 10? Yes. Question 10, it's an anagram. Uh Very controversial. Some people like them, some don't. It's an anagram. Anagram for which big event this week? Here are the words. Sly Army Types. Sly, S-L-Y, Army, A-R-M-Y, Types, T Y P E S. Brilliant. Yeah, what I love about this is people normally listen to the podcast. Well, in all sorts of ways, they could be walking the dog or on a run. They're they're going to have to need to go back home and get a pen and paper and start writing. <laughs> writing Stop and chalk it on the pavement or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be brilliant. Kate will be back at the end of the of the show with the answers to those questions. So keep listening, folks. Very good. How do you think you did, Quentin? Do you know what I found most alarming throughout that was your um, very assured, quiet chuckling in the background. And I'm thinking, oh, gosh, <laughs> it's another one she's got. It's another one she's got. Um, well, and I'm, I'm afraid to say that was reflected in the score. Let's just hold on. If you wait to the end, near the end of this episode, you will get to hear the answers to those questions. So keep listening. But now we need to go back to our calls. And next we have Claire from Clapham, who is mystified by the mysteries. Hey, Dumpty Dum, it's Claire from Clapham here, wishing all Dumpty Dummers around the world a very happy Christmas, if that's what you celebrate, or just having a break or something if you don't. Um, And on the subject of Christmas, goodness me, but hasn't the Christmas play been quite the ordeal this year? I mean, I'm usually like, you know, I can understand why people don't like it, but I just, you know, usually quite enjoy the shenanigans and it's part of the rhythm of the year and all of that. I mean, maybe not the bit, not not the year that um, Kathy got raped, obviously, that wasn't so much fun. But other than that, you know, it's usually good for a bit of ridiculousness. But this year, oh my goodness, it's been such a hard slog. Linda has been awful, uh, especially in the last week. Susan has been truly atrocious. 
in the last week. And good for Lily for calling her out. Yeah, everyone's behaved so bizarrely. Um, Kirsty's found a bit of a backbone at last, but still running herself ragged with this stupid thing. Um, oh, I should be. I mean, I'm quite glad these days that they tend to do the mystery, the, the various plays as a separate item. At least they won't invade the actual archers, and I can make a decision whether to listen to them or not. Um, so that's me being grumpy about <laughs> about the mysteries, which isn't so much like me. I usually quite like these rhythm of the year things, the flower and produce, the Christmas show, the annual fate and all of that. I usually quite like that, but this year has rather strained my patience, if I'm honest. Anyway, one thing that doesn't strain my patience is the endless wonder of Dumpty Dum, and it's been great to stick with us for another year. And, um, yeah, have a great holiday season, everyone, and speak to you soon. Bye. Oh, thank you, Claire, and uh, Merry Christmas to you as well. Mm. And as I said to Glenn, thank you for your uh, fantastic continued support to mm. this this podcast, Claire from Clapham. I do like calls from Claire from Clapham. And I also like the way she, she used it a couple of times in that call that referred to the rhythm of the year, and she's right. There are mm. certain uh, signposts that help the year click along, don't they? And, and that for good or ill, the Christmas production mm. is that and i'm i'm not a huge fan of it myself i find it all rather tedious and tiresome <laughs> and irritating and boring and almost vaguely pointless but as i said i think to brian a couple of weeks ago when he was tearing his hair out about this i, I decided to get into it this year just uh, i just go with the flow yeah and at least there's been something to really get riled about hasn't there this year and she's quite right i mean linda's been awful susan as she said truly atrocious agreed <laughs> Kirsty has been pretty bloody irritating, but at least she's found a bit of a backbone. And um, poor old Clara has been completely exploited. So, yeah, it's been, been a great, been a great <laughs> experience for everybody. And at least we can have a damn good moan about it. With, but we've got things to cling on to. Yes, we love calls from Claire from Clapham. We love calls from everybody. We love all our caller innerers. Um, yeah, it, these mysteries really have been quite bewildering. And, and you know, did any of us sleep after hearing that there's, there might not be a donkey for the mysteries? I mean, you know, what a cliffhanger. Oh, I, for that. one, I'm still running on empty. I've just been lying awake at night worrying about it. But, but never mind. Other, other strange things. What what is the issue? Linda said it it couldn't be held at Grange Farm because there's no view of Lakey Hill from the kitchen. Are the audience going to be standing in the kitchen? What that was bewildering. And then when Kirsty said, "Oh, I'm going to start my festive time now by visiting Helen." Kirsty, my love, if that is your idea of starting to feel festive, just just know that there are other choices. Don't see Philip instead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'll be cheery in prison. Oh dear! Um, and she, yeah. Linda was all so snobbish about dismissing Grange Farm, wasn't she? It was snobbishness. It's like, oh my <laughs> god, couldn't get there. Why? I just got this vision of the whole audience in the kitchen. It's full of, full of it's full of grundies. <laughs> and um, okay, I might have missed a trick here, but Linda said Oliver was a good boss. So has Linda stopped working I there? Thought now? That. Because I picked I thought up she, on that. Yes, yes, she's she's been working there recently because she didn't like Tracy taking a personal call. So I was yeah. bit, this week just really, I I did feel I'd entered a, some sort of parallel universe where you have don't nothing worry. made sense. You have, don't worry, don't worry. <laughs> 
<laughs> but that that was great, Claire. Thank you ever so much. That's absolutely wonderful. And now we go to Jen, our Ambridge Pony Club, with a lovely Christmas call. Greetings, everybody out there in Dumpty Dum Land. Uh, Jen here, Ambridge Pony Club. Just a brief call in, just to really say, I hope you've all had a wonderful Christmas. Um, may all your darkness be turned into light. And I wish everybody a very, very happy 2022. And I hope it's a much better year for all of us. Um, really nothing to comment on on the archers. Uh, peak Christmas silliness. Long may it continue. A uh, little bit of Alice there. Just want her to stay on the wagon. Martha to be fine and everything to be merry and bright. Looking forward to the, the mysteries and seeing if Harrison gets hypothermia in his little loincloth, poor man. So I hope you all have a wonderful Christmas and I wish you all the best for 2022. Oh, Jen, we love our Ambridge Pony Club. Yes, Merry, Merry Christmas to you too. Um, peak Christmas silliness. That's a that's a far better way of looking at it than just pulling my hair out. So yes, I, I need to be more Jen, I think, with, with that. I felt Jenny was still pandering to Alice this week. She wasn't being really honest with her. And when Chris mentioned, oh, you sound like the old Alice, that's dangerous. So Chris is still not accepting what, what's happened. And then Alice saying to Chris, oh yes, you can, you can have Martha for... Um, Christmas Eve and the morning and I'll have her for the whole rest of Christmas Day and all the Boxing Day so Chris just gets a, a, a couple of hours with his well, He seemed his happy with that as well He seemed happy didn't he? Well he seemed happy with a pair of socks I mean poor they, lad They seem um, unnervingly happy yeah, and chilled about it's... all this It's happened too quickly he's, exactly. he's accepted it very quickly and they're all best of mates again and yeah you have Martha whenever you like <laughs> no, that didn't ring. It almost felt like it was written in haste. That's, I think her storyline's been concertina now. It was, it was stretched out, wasn't it, for months? Mm. And suddenly it's all being. You feel the the resolution fairies up there sprinkling a fairy dust over them. Something doesn't seem quite right, does it? Um, but we must say a happy twenty two to you as well, Jen. And as we've said to our stalwart caller winners who've rung in over many many years, you're one of those as well. And we appreciate your call always. So thank you, Jen, as ever. Um, and she's shock horror. Jen is looking forward to the mysteries, <laughs> unlike Claire. Um, but at least they're not incorporating them into the arches. You can you can choose to listen to them, can't you, on the actual days? Yes. I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And. Um, Will Alice stay on the wagon? Jed, great call, as always. Thank you. And now we go to Witherspoon, who has some movie observations to make. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. Mercy. Greetings, Philippa, Quentin, and all Dumpty Dummers around the world. It's Witherspoon and Angus Haggis here. First, a very Merry Christmas to all. This will be a seasonal movie theme color in. We've been watching Dickensian to get us in the holiday mood, although it's not very uplifting. And I have a feeling Silent Night, the film we're watching tonight, won't be full of Christmas cheer either. And the holidays have not exactly brought out the best in the residents of Ambridge this week. Alan ignored his family and Usha decided to take a mini break. Hmm, just realized it was very similar to the plot of The Bishop's Wife, one of my favorite Christmas films with Cary Grant, Loretta Young in the role of Usha, and David Niven in the role of Alan. Susan stepped right out of Bad Santa or The Grinch Who Stole Christmas, bullying her best friend, plotting against Lily, and spreading false rumors about the vicar. 
It all comes from a place of great insecurity. In contrast, one of the heroes of the week was Clary, toiling away at the sewing machine while receiving little appreciation. Oddly, we never heard how she reacted when she was told she would have to prepare all those extra costumes. Clary is the George Bailey of Ambridge, and I hope one day it won't take her standing on a windswept snowy bridge on Christmas Eve to get the residents of the village to appreciate her. Linda took her usual turn as Scrooge in the week leading up to the Christmas show, and Kirsty, the other hero of the week, was her Bob Cratchit. Her newly minted MBE only accentuated her ill manners. However, in each annual watching of A Christmas Carol, Scrooge is redeemed, and the same goes for the yearly Ambridge holiday show. Linda is also redeemed, because she means well and is of good heart. God bless all on the archers, and God bless us, every one. Uh, the same to you with the spin. I thought mm. you could finish off by saying God bless America as well there. At the end. <laughs> um, and it allows me, since you're calling in from New York, to say happy holidays to, <laughs> to you with a spin and another of our great stalwarts. Thank you, as Emma. Uh, my word, he, listens, he watches a lot of Christmas films, doesn't he? <laughs> uh, I've only seen one so far. Oh, Quentin. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, oh. The Holiday. I like this one of my favourites, The Holiday. It's complete schmaltz. Cameron Diaz, Kate Winslet, Jude Law. Lovely. It's just chocolate box nonsense. Uh, I bet you've seen a a whole library worth, haven't you? Every day in December we've been watching Christmas films. You're obsessed. Yeah, but it's Christmas. Come on, there's nothing else to celebrate. So we just got to we've got to get into Christmas this year, one way or another. But yeah, Witherspoon mentioned films and hearing Alan talk about how he didn't want to be grumpy, uh, obviously the from the Snow White film, I started thinking, well, what which dwarf did he want to be? Because he was grumpy, dopey, dock, happy, bashful, sneezy and sleepy. So presumably the only one he'd want out there is happy, which would be a lie. Can't say bashful. So does he want dopey, sneezy, sleepy? I mean... Well, I'm, well, I'm, I'm certainly sneezy at the moment, so yeah, I'll take that. Yes. Yeah. And how on earth... I'm going to get really cross now for a minute. Oh, how is Happy Christmas. Any, yeah, <laughs> this not telling people that Usha is back, absolute nonsense. If they don't tell people, everyone will be checking up on Alan every few seconds. The quietest of quiet Christmases you have got. Well, he's to getting joke. a lot of free grub, isn't he? You should seem quite pleased with that. Pity pie. Never heard of that pity one. Pie. Don't know what flavour pity pie is. Sounds quite <laughs> disgusting to me. It's worse than our big legs. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. let's not say that. But no, with the spoon, I love all those analogies. Mm. So insightful. Clary, the George Bailey brilliant. of Ambridge, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So thank you with a spoon. Keep those. Keep those calls coming. And now we go to our last call today, and it's Cheryl from Cornwall who needs to talk to us about Usha. Hi, Philippa and Quentin. It's Cheryl here calling from Cornwall, wishing you and all the Dumpty Dummers a very Merry Christmas. Uh, and particularly wanting to reassure Auntie Jean that my cousin did get her Christmas dinner as requested by my grand, despite being in isolation. Uh, on the drive back from spending time with my family today, uh, I ended up thinking about the Archers due to a film podcast I was listening to on the way home. And I was thinking about the Alan and Usha storyline. I completely understand what Usha went. Uh, she was very clear. Alan was being very grumpy. She was feeling very tired and worn out. She wanted some attention and uh, some good times. Alan wasn't able to give that to her. So she went to see her brother, who was able to allow her that, that recuperative time that she needed. 
And yes, she didn't say when she was coming back, but she did make it clear she was coming back. So no problem at all with her going. What really confused me was that when she did come back, she rang the doorbell. And although he didn't know she was coming, uh, in it, why why would you ring the bell? He would still have been surprised if she walked through the door. Uh, so that made no sense to me at all. And then I realised that this could well be one of those topical cultural references that the Arches has been making recently. So there was something in the Hazel storyline that was reminiscent of a Christmas carol. And lots of people have made uh, references to the nativity in, in the Natasha storyline, the pregnant lady with nowhere to stay at Christmas. And then I wanted whether the ringing a doorbell was a reference to It's a Wonderful Life, that every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. I mean, who the angel is in Ambridge, who knows, because it seems extremely unlikely that one would turn up there. But, you know, maybe I'm overthinking things. Cheryl, wonderful call. Merry, Merry Christmas to you. You are absolutely right. That never even occurred to me. Why did Usha ring the doorbell? It's just wrong. I, I can see your your point about, again, the, the film analogy, but it just seems entirely wrong. It, it was just the, the end of a weird week and you're not overthinking it at all. I, I'm normally the one who overthinks these things. No, 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 I just thought no, it was no. strange. You never overthink so Cheryl, we have an, an Usha defender here. Um, mm, you know, and me, bit of a minority, really. I think. No. Oh yes, mm. yes, yes, yes. Oh no, it's not. Attention, I, Cheryl says that Usha said she would be coming back. I didn't hear that at all, uh, unless I missed it. I, poor old Alan was convinced that he was going to be alone all over Christmas, so I didn't hear Usha say she'd be coming back. But um, just being picky there. I thought it was mean to take Amy with her as well, to leave the poor man with nobody. I'm sorry. I thought it was cruel of both of them. Like, well, he's the one saying he's too busy. He's well, got he's to write busy. his speech. He's busy. Yeah, of course he's busy, but he doesn't need to moan about it. He's supposed to, it's, he's, it's supposed to be his top time of the year as well, given that he is in the church. Yeah, so so. They, just, they just sort of get up and leave. I mean, it's hardly Christmas no. either. No, I'm sorry. We, we're, we're never going to agree about this. There's Philippa. a lot we don't agree. Uh, so you can get on your bike to Cornwall and join Cheryl in your support club for Usha. Cheryl, I'm on my way. <laughs> but uh, once again, It's a Wonderful Life raises its head again. You can ne- yeah. never escape it at Christmas, can you? So, uh, um, yeah, who's the angel in Ambridge? That's a hell of a question, Cheryl. We don't have time to discuss that this week, but we throw it over to our Dumpty Dummers and you come in with your nominations. But thank you very much and happy Christmas to you, Cheryl. Indeed. So those are the calls, but you can also send us an email or a text if you prefer. How can Dumpty Dummers do that, Quentin? Yes, please. You're very welcome to send a text to 07957 167 696. Remember, if you're texting from outside the UK, to add that plus 44. Or if you prefer to send an email, visit the dumptydum.com website and click the Contact Us tab at the top of the page. Please do get your calls in by noon on Sunday. And remember, you need to be 18 or over over to submit any views or comments. And so we go from our caller innerers to our email innerers. And we have an email from... Oh, God. I thought we'd escape this for one week. <laughs> no, they were, they were early as well from a non of Ambridge. Go on, Quentin. Oh, God, just, just where my Christmas was picking up. Right, here we go. Dear Uncle Quentin and Auntie Philippa, I seem to have a lot of roast turkey left, having ordered the wrong size. What should I do with it? 
Thank you, Anon of Ambridge. Why am I tempted to go to say go and get stuffed? I mean, I'm sorry, oh. I couldn't. Re- I, just, I couldn't resist it. Sorry. Um, well, <sighs> why did you order a turkey that was too big, Anon? Uh, well, I mean, you, I, I'll hand over to the expert Philippa in a minute because she loves her food. But I mean, presumably, just convert it into anything that <laughs> you can make from turkey. I'm thinking of turkey soup and stuff i mean i like i love a good turkey sandwich i could eat a turkey sandwich for about a week after christmas so yes i agree with with you and stuff yes sandwiches are the queen of food some ways yeah the days after even better i think have you ever tried mackerel pate with a cold brussels sprout it is legendary i can thoroughly recommend it i haven't no well that why don't, why why don't you send that through the post rather than pickled eggs I don't think you'd like that, either, to be honest. But yes, a non of Ambridge. Uh, maybe, maybe they ordered a larger turkey, and because of COVID and all of that, they 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 can't have everyone with them. Who knows? That's but, that um, is what I'm assuming. But I'm going to brag here because we anticipated that and we reduced oh. our turkey order. So I'm saying to Anon, why didn't you have the foresight to do that? Don't I'm, you worry. I'm about I'm being it, tough here, Anon. But I'm well, sorry. Uh, you can use your turkey in any way you, you want and on and just freeze it. You can put it in soup. You can put it in a pie. You could put it in a cracker. You could wrap it up and send it to Quentin. You could pickle it. You could all, all sorts of things. But uh, Anon, I just wanted to say Merry Christmas to you. And I appreciate the way you tend to wind up, Quentin, almost <laughs> on a weekly basis. So from me to you. Thank you. Yeah, anyway. same here as well, Anon, I suppose, through gritted teeth. <laughs> But thank you all for your calls and emails and texts. We value them so much. Keep them coming, please. And now we go on to Dum Dee Book Dum. And this week we have William Shaw, author of many books, including his latest, The Trawler Man. So William Shaw, author of The Trawler Man and, and many other wonderful books, thank you for coming on Dum Dee Book Dum. It's a real pleasure. Thank you for having me. Well, you have an archer's story, I believe. Well, I do, actually. I do. I I used to write a column um, for the Observer magazine called The Small Ads. The idea was that if you look at any advert, you can find somebody's story because an advert's about change in life. You're selling something, you're trying to meet somebody. And so my task as a writer was to try and find out what had changed in the life. So I used to ring up these small ads, you know, like, you know, wedding dress unworn all those sort of adverts and try and find out the story behind it and I can remember seeing this one and it said um archer's books for sale and I thought what's that about (laughs) so I called it up and there was this woman she said yeah I'm selling a dozen archer's books um I said why is that says well my husband gave them to me it's like six years ago on my birthday he sort of realized that I listened to the archers every Sunday so he gave me an archer's book and I said what a wonderful thing how thank you so much that's lovely then on Christmas he gave me an archer's book. And then the next birthday, it was like an archer's book. And for the next six years, for every Christmas and birthday, he just turned up with an archer's book. And the reason why she was selling them was because she was divorcing him. She'd had quite enough of him just buying her archer's books. And uh, I said, do you still like the archer's? I said, oh, yes, I do, but I'm divorcing my husband. Well, uh, yes, I guess it's nice to get an archer's book, but it would be nice to get something else, perhaps in addition to that. It's a bit like a saucepan. It was the Christmas. slow dawning on her through yeah. archer's books that actually perhaps he really, really wasn't that an interesting man. <laughs> Is that a category in divorce proceedings? <laughs> I don't know. But William, while you're here, can you just tell us, I mean, the trawler man, I 
I loved. I thought it was your best book yet. It, it, I gave it more than 10 out of 10. But can you just give us a really quick summary of it? Yeah, it's a detective um, book set on the coast uh, in Dungeness, actually. And I've done sort of uh, four books set on on uh, in Dungeness itself. And I thought I'd go out to sea a bit. And I found a great sea story. Um, actually, the sea story happened in Brighton, but I kind of stole that story and I used it um, to kind of reanimate these characters that I've got um, around Dungeness. And it's it's a nice little story. I think it works. It's got a very nifty sting in the tail. Uh, so, yeah, I'm very proud of it as a book. So there we go. That was William Shaw. And now we need to go to Facebook and our lovely dum de dum community there as we sit back for the roundup with our Katie. Hey, up my ducks. Or should that be turkeys this time of year? It's Katie here at KTP Land on Twitter and Instagram with your social media roundup. First of all, keeping up with the festive spirit, there's been a lot of discussion across various posts about who people dislike more this week, Linda or Susan, and Usha's been creeping in there too. Well, the jury's still out, I'm afraid, and I can't make up my mind. Not sure if I'm being diplomatic or just not keen on any of them at the moment. Kate Lyle's post about Usha's weird behaviour got lots of conversations going. Mandy Millen thought she sounded drunk, and quite a few people agreed while others wondered if it was a new actor, or if the script writers have had a total change of character, or if the actor wants to leave, or maybe it's all of the above. Guy R. Williams wondered if it was a prank, and Kate replied with a comment that made me glad that The Archers is only on the radio and can't be watched when she asked if Usha was going to return wearing a Father Christmas outfit riding that bike Alan wanted to buy earlier in the year. Sue Lee resorted to shouting at her radio regarding Susan demanding more and more from Clary and her costume and then taking over the selfie. Stephen Bowden agreed and said she was being obnoxious even by her own standards and was awful. Sue was worried that if she acted on the things Susan was making her feel she'd be incarcerated in Facebook jail. Well I hope they have Radio 4 from the cells Sue and a good Wi-Fi signal so you can keep us all updated in Dumpty Dumland. This week was also the week of the cliffhanger non-spoiler posts. We had one from Rob Lee, who piqued everyone's interest, with a post that just said, I can't believe no one's mentioned, dot dot dot. And Rob Williams, who put, oh no, take care. I won't say any more, check them both out. Andrew Stainthorpe shared a photo of Dumpty Dog Harris waiting for Santa, which started lots of Dumpty Dog photos. Shout out to Nestor and Julia... Angus Haggis, of course, Pepper, Sheba, and my pug Tommy. Love you, ratbag. After Thursday's episode, when Usha came back to Alan, Carolyn Wright pointed out the obvious. We've had about two years of lockdown, on and off. How much quieter does Usha want it? I totally agree. Give me all the people and gatherings, but minus the COVID risk, please. Lots of Dumpty Dummers have been sharing their spots of Archer's cast members seen out in the wild, on radio or TV. Pip Deval saw Emma on Agatha Raisin. Jan Mitchell said Oliver is in Dead Man's Folly. Sarah Paris spotted Usha on Landscapers as a judge. Maybe that's why she needed a break from Alan. Nicholas Nitsua saw Tony Archer playing a nasty gangster on New Tricks, where Rob Williams just spotted his bare ass. And finally, Barbara Wiseman asked the thing we're all hoping for. Will Mary appear on a llama? 
Well, only time will tell, but here's hoping. I hope everyone's managed to have a peaceful few days, whether you celebrate Christmas or not, and Happy New Year for when it comes. Welcome to the newbies. As usual, make yourselves known, settle in with a cuppa, and let us know your thoughts. Until 2022, ta-ra! Oh, was that good, Quentin? Brilliant. Yes, yes. And really uh, good. even the dog's got a mention as well, so we're all happy. <laughs> yes, thank you, Katie. And to everyone who's posted in the Dumpty Dum Facebook group, what a great community. We're also on Twitter under at Dumpty Dum. You'll see our team always include the Archers hashtag using a capital T and A so the visually impaired can enjoy any Archers-based tweets. Also, try and include at Dumpty Dum in your tweets to help keep our community growing. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact. You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. As well as at Dumpty Dum, we're both on Twitter. I can be found at QuickBook Review. How about you, Quentin? You'll find me at 13 Minute Man. That's one three minute man. And now it's time to crown our tweeters of the week. I was getting a bit worried, uh, Philippa, because I think people were sitting on their hands a bit this week because it's Christmas and oh, well. <laughs> but uh, I finally managed to uh, find sufficient tweets to uh, uh, give out the... the uh, the bits of metal too and in in bronze uh, we have this it was prompted by this tweet from kevin west at the key at the kever and he he asked um, maybe i checked out but what is susan playing at to which let it snowds at mr snowds replied he gets the bronze for this i can't actively concentrate on it at the moment it's like beckett wrote last of the summer wine which <laughs> <laughs> i was trying to work it out for ages after that but it's a clever tweet and i'm still working it out but that gets you a, a, a bronze <laughs> let it snowds in silver we have steve brooks at steve brooks ta david in tights there's a thought to inspire nightmares yeah. <laughs> yes. and in it gold and this came in this morning during the omnibus and lots of people went yeah this is brilliant it comes from nick at check your sheds that the thing about jesus he never leaves you alone Never gives you a break, always inviting himself to things, never taking the hint to leave. 
is Susan Jesus? <laughs> so, Nick, oh, uh, check your sheds. That gets you the gold <laughs> gong at Christmas. Well done. Very, very good. And now we need to go to the final part of the quiz to discover just how well you all did. So, Kate, we're Hello. back. Very excited to know the answers to these <laughs> to these questions. So, the first question was: As Christmas approaches, what event normally draws crowds to Grange Farm? And everyone will know this: it's Grundy World of Christmas. Ah, oh, we've missed it this year. I, I I put Grundy Christmas Fair. Does that count? I yeah, I'll allow that. I definitely allow that. Yes. Christmas spirit. Thank you very much. Yes. Okay. <laughs> if it says Grundy and Christmas, yes, you're you're close. Yeah, got, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, almost. So, question number two was: Who turned fifty-one on Christmas Eve? And the answer is Debbie Aldridge. She was Ooh. born on Christmas Eve, nineteen seventy. So she, in fact, was fifty-one on Christmas Eve. I didn't know she was that old. That's that's not old, Quentin. Thank you. That's very young indeed. She's in her prime. Debbie's yes. in her prime. I put Elizabeth. How old is Elizabeth? <gasps> oh, thanks. Thanks mm, very okay. much. Anyway, yes, the third question. What character made a welcome return to Ambridge on Christmas Eve 2015? And the answer is Scruff. Yes. <laughs> oh. That was a lovely. I put moment. Matt Crawford. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and I wrote it with a view to maybe misleading people, like what character are you? Oh, it's a dog. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. Com- completely misled here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So on to question, on to question four. Which couple got married on Christmas Eve, nineteen ninety-eight? And the answer is Shula and Alistair. Those two. Mm. Yeah, long time ago. There's a lot of things that happen on Christmas Eve in Ambridge, aren't there? People being born, getting married, all sorts. It's, it's a yeah. prime time. Well, actually, a lot of things happen full stop. I think in any sort of sleepy village, there can't, there won't be that many things happening, really. <laughs> but, but Ambridge is special. I, I think the hospitals near Ambridge, you know, are closed most days of the year, but New Year's Eve and Christmas Eve, they are open and ready because they're always busy. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, sorry, question number five. In what way was Christmas 2015 memorable for Brookfield? It was memorable because Ruth had gone to New Zealand and David wasn't that sure she was ever going to come back. So that doesn't so that... seem like six years ago to me. It seems longer than that. God. Does it? I know, it doesn't seem that long. Yeah, I, I, lots I happened. Put, I put Ruth cooked. <laughs> <laughs> Successfully. <laughs> but but all, only in a barbecue, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, question six. Whose wedding planned for Christmas 2017 did not happen? It was Lillian oh, and geez. Justin who decided that they loved each other so much that they didn't actually want to get married, which I think is going to be a storyline in the future because there's going to be all sorts of inheritance issues and legal stuff. <gasps> yes, mm. Kate, yes, you're right. Well, that's it was all a bit funny, wasn't it? Because they suddenly changed their minds at the last minute. Yeah, they sort of messed a bit of prenups and things and then decided yeah. they, they weren't getting married. Mm. Yeah, fair enough. I think, he, I, I think he's up to no good, Justin. Well, I don't know about Justin, but question number seven. Why was Christmas 2020 spoiled for Kirsty? And the reason was her new husband, Philip, had just handed himself into police custody. 
never to reappear. <laughs> Hurrah. Mm. Mm. Okay, uh, question eight. Toby and Rex's first Ambridge Enterprise had a Christmas theme. What was it? They supposedly reared geese for Christmas. Mm. And as far as I can see, they spent six months raising about two <laughs> geese and it sort of kept them going in a sort of commercial footing for <laughs> half a year. <laughs> Sounds rather like the gin business as well, to be honest. Yeah. You can right. sort of see gin being sold, but um, anyway, they, yes, they, raised, they, they reared geese. They did, they did. Thank you. And question number nine, what was the unusual feature about the outfits for the 2015 Christmas show? Well, when you remember that the show was Calendar Girls, mm. it was largely performed in the buff. So that was quite <laughs> unusual. <laughs> and the final question, Kate, an anagram for which big event this week? And the three words were sly army types. And, and the a answer is? Nice, easy one. Mystery, please. Fantastic. Not for me, it wasn't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you do, Quentin? Put it this way, um, my favourite number is three. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know about Debbie being born then, I have to say. that was. I, th- I thought she was younger than that. I really did. Mm-hmm. So go on then, crow away. How much do you get? So, well, judging by the giggles, several more than three. Off you go. Well, I definitely didn't get the, the, the Debbie one um, and... I was unsure about Ruth and New Zealand because I thought it was it was sooner than it wasn't that long ago. So I got eight. Great. Okay. Great. Well done. Well sorry, done. Well done. sorry, Quint. <laughs> Kate, Kate, before we came on air, um, Philippa was saying, "Oh, I get, I get, I get, you know, rabbit in the headlights when it comes to quizzes." Oh, I get. Oh. <laughs> and she turns in with eight out of ten. Sorry. Which is really impressive. I must say I'm quite stunned often by the level of knowledge people just have in their heads. I mean, it's easy for me because I've just looked the stuff up and I, I know the answers, but people know this without looking instant, it up. And instant it, it, recall as well. Instant it? recall, mm, yes. It, it's, yeah. it's really impressive. It's like Philippa with food. <laughs> Thanks, Quentin. This is true. Uh, well, yeah, I could tell you. You can remember a dish it. from years yeah. ago, can't you? Yes, I you can. can. I can't remember. How is that possible? How is that possible? Because food is vitally important in my life. That is why. Mm. Okay. But there well, we it's, a, it's a useful. It's maybe a more useful thing to remember than um, trivia from the archers. To be <laughs> honest. So, Kate, you got some thank yous, but we're giving you a very short amount of time. You've got fifteen seconds <laughs> to say all your thank yous, starting from now. Rich Cuts, who came up with the concept of Ambridge Social, uh, Jim Shear, who came up with the f- format of the quiz, um, Leo, who let me access his uh, library of archers material, and. Um, Brenda and her archives, the really incredible knowledge people have, the Brenda, Stephen, uh, Stephen Brown, Leo Horsmeyer, um, Bernadette, who does a tweet along her days out, and they, they did the quiz together at Margate, and then the regulars, Sarah, Dinica, Gwen, um, Margaret, Adam, John, Philippa, Verity, Jenny, Raymond, Ken, Kevin, Keith, Les, Belinda, Kath, Helen, Rosie, Ruth, Sylvia, Linda, uh, others whose name I don't know, like Flower Power Gardening, Gay Grey Bells, Lefty Laney, Archer's Listener. Um, uh, uh. I'm stopping you there. You've, <laughs> you've had 45 seconds, Kate. My goodness. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was brilliant. So many people have been 
uh, they've, involved. They've made in, it fun. Yeah, they, yeah. They've really, really made it a lot of fun yeah. and they've made it work. And I'm, it's been great. So thank you. Thank you, Kate. Thank you. But Kate, thank you so much for joining Brilliant. us. This thank has been you. absolutely brilliant. Uh, so grateful for you coming on. And you're going to join us again for one more time in the new year, I believe. If you ask me back after this, yes. Definitely. <laughs> get, get your spreadsheets out. Come on, Craig. Come <laughs> on, Kate. Thanks, Kate. It's been thank great. Thank you very much. Thank you. Brilliant. Thank you very much for having me. It's a, a delight. Thank you. We're, we're, glutt- we're gluttons for punishment, aren't we? Yeah, she'll be back next week. Can't can't wait. But Quentin, yes. we need to start saying our goodbyes because time is rolling on and you you're full of cold and right. everyone needs to get back to their box of quality street. So we need to say a huge thanks again to Stephen, what a tune. Yes. And to Rob, Glynn, Jacqueline from Brittany, Catherine, Claire from Clapham, Jen, our Ambridge Pony Club, Witherspoon, Cheryl from Cornwall, Anon of Ambridge, Mia for her tune at the end of this, and of course Kate Crichton for her fabulous quiz and author William Shaw for all their contributions. Thanks also to our social media supremos, Cosmo for his podcast roundups, Shambridge for her voices and to our podcasting parents who gave us Christmas stockings, Lucy V. Freeman and Royfield Brown. So what will be revealed next week? Will the only audience for the mysteries be Alex the Postman and Rob? Will Alan get so stressed on Christmas and Boxing Day pretending Usha isn't back, he will be unable to make his dreaded speech? Will Chris be allowed Martha over Christmas for more than the 12 hours when she's asleep? And who will play the part of the donkey in the mystery plays? Please let it be Justin. Which which end? At the back end. <laughs> <laughs> All will be revealed next week. But for now, it's a Merry Christmas and a bye-bye from me. And this king with a waist and bosoms wishes you a happy Christmas. And we'll see you all next year. Bye-bye. Good King Wenceslas looked out on the feast of Stephen When the snow lay round about deep and crisp and even Brightly shone the moon that night, though the frost was cruel When a poor man came inside, gathering winter fuel Oh, wait, Dee, what are you up to? Hold up, what was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.